Hello, everybody. We are those guys you hate. Welcome to the show that encourages you to be your best self by not being like us. My brother and I hopelessly search for nuance as we wade through wacky segments and crazy conversations. If you can withstand the insanity, you might actually learn something. Tyler, what are you going to be discussing on this week's show? Ryan, on this week's show, I seemingly cannot get enough of Elon Musk's self-implosion. And is FIFA the most corrupt organization in the world? Damn it. I don't know. Maybe. What about you, Ryan? (laughs) Tyler, this week I'm going to be talking about (laughs) World Cup fans. (laughs) While my guitar gently weeps, which is a stolen joke, and can tropes be real? I'm scared to find out, but let's do it anyway. What is the right way to use a self-checkout line, Tyler? There's got to be some sort of guidelines. There's got to be rules. It's the Wild West out here, man. Do you know what I'm talking about? I I don't know what you're talking about. Everybody waits in line. Then you walk up and talk to that disembodied voice that is haunting in its own right. And then it forces you to put your item in a bag, which I do not appreciate. Well, if you put it down on the metal thing next to the bag, it can't tell any difference. Still, I don't like being told what to do by something that doesn't have a soul. I don't know how we're going to continue to do this podcast then, Tyler. He has a soul, ladies (laughs) and gentlemen. So I'm talking about specifically like at the grocery store. They now, at the, at the grocery store right next to us, they have installed those four little checkout lanes, and we're just trying to get rid of people at That's this exactly point. right. You can't find a person at the McDonald's over here. They're behind a wall, mm-hmm. and I think they have one of those paintings with the eyes cut out so they can watch you. <laughs> but I think there's got to be some sort of a quantification of how many items can you take through the self-checkout. You can't do a family of five full cart checkout by yourself you're not a professional you'll be there for the rest of your life man plus i think the items have to remain on the shelf and you can't just stack like an eiffel tower different items uh, to get it all in on one bill i like the idea of somebody playing jenga at the self-checkout <laughs> line and just putting a banana on top of a box of pancake mix yeah you say that now until their third time through trying to get it just, just right. right and you've been standing there for 40 minutes i believe that the Self-checkout line should be for just a couple of items, in and out, faster than the 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 10 items or less lane. Like, that's oh. just for if you're buying milk, eggs, and bread, like you were in 1945 commercial. So it's a three-item checkout line. Sure. Okay. I, I, I'm just saying let's keep it reasonable. And you can't go there if one of your three items is produce. I'm not going to stand there for 20 minutes while you try to figure out the skew number on a butternut squash. I got places to be, player. Mm. I'm well, just. That's bu- why there's four of them next to each other. Oh, I. You disagree with me. You think that anybody can just go over there willy nilly? That, that it's it's it, I, martial law. I am with you on the certain. That's not how martial law martial works. That's law. the opposite of martial oh, law. Excuse me, I meant Marshall's law. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Marshall? And he sounds like a partier. He's right next to Ross. It's a anyway. It's a bad joke. But nonetheless, a bad joke. Come on, man. Like you got me standing over here with two items. And I am. You're, I am with you on that. It should only be a certain amount of items. I am not with you on what those items are allowed to be. You are gatekeeping too hard for this. That is the purpose of this podcast for us to set society right. So let's get into it. My name is Ryan, and my name is Tyler, and we are those guys you hate.
How the hell are you, ladies and gentlemen? And Tyler, how the hell are you? I'm okay, Ryan. Sure. I'm okay. I always perk up a little bit when the show starts. You get this microphone in front of my face and I feel much better. But all in all, over this week, I would say... I'm okay. We'll save it for the depression. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad that you're just okay. I appreciate your heartfelt answer. And Somebody save me! (laughs) Could you do it soon? Because this is heavy lifting on my part. (laughs) You're just needy. That's it. Um, Now, before they drag you out of here in one of those butterfly nets, Tyler, did you see Dave Chappelle's monologue on Saturday Night Live? I have not watched it. I've heard a lot about it, though. Okay. What have you heard about it, Tyler? Well, I've heard two opposing sides where you have uh, people like John Stewart, as a matter of fact, who I greatly respect uh, coming out in defense of the monologue. And then you have other people on the anti side saying that it was a little nudge toward anti-Semitism and saying, maybe you can't talk about it. You should only think it, that sort of thing. What Tyler is discussing is Dave Chappelle, who famously likes to stick his toe in, in in dangerous waters. Specifically transgender jokes for some reason. <laughs> when you Weird start, hill listen, to die on. Listen, not unlike Andy Murphy, <laughs> when you're constantly calling somebody out, it's worth taking a, a look at. I'm just saying. That's it. That's why I don't even get involved with that stuff on the internet. Some, who knows? I might be my thing. I'm just not ready yet. Somebody check his browser history. <laughs> do, do not do that to anyone. No. Nobody deserves that. Now, I'm sorry. Here's So what he, he was weighing in on the Kanye West Kyrie Irving situation where there's been a lot of talk about the the ancient trope, as it seems, of black uh, culture versus Jewish culture. I Mm -hmm. think of Louis Farrakhan. I think of uh, so you've heard so much of this. What's just your general take on that idea? I know I'm lobbing you up a giant dead fish. That's okay. It's it is uh, two marginalized groups that are used in a certain fashion to attack one another mm. without without uh, seemingly delving into the real systemic issues that are the root cause of, of these problems and instead wanting to blame each other. Or at least, I don't know if Jewish people blame black people, but there does seem to be a trope amongst black people, uh, certain black people. Sure being uh prejudice against Jewish people. And there is history of it as well. Sure, I mean, that sure. is whether whether any of this is right or wrong, there are definitely people who have bought into it. Now, what I think is interesting, and I heard somebody reference this today in a podcast I was listening to, that Jewish people actually built Hollywood. I tried to look it up, but I couldn't. Now, now let me just give you Excuse me, when I said I couldn't, I meant there was so much reading involved that I just did not mm. want to get involved in. A true journalist, ladies and I'm gentlemen. Not, How I'm many not. paragraphs you got, okay? Because I'm, I'm a three-paragraph guy. I'm flash paper, man. <laughs> I'm smoke. I'm mirrors. I can't help you with all that. <laughs> they call me spark notes. That's it. <laughs> hey, Cliff, get in here. Now, get, let me give you a joke that Dave Chappelle made, okay? okay? please. A group of black people is a gang. A group of Italians is a mob. And a group of Jewish people is... A coincidence, and we shouldn't talk about Mm. it. Now, here is my question. Is it crazy to think that one ethnicity or one religion frequents an occupation? I can think of certain occupations that we relate to a certain ethnicity or to a a certain, I don't want to say religion, but but does that make sense? A specific group. I'm scared to give my list of them. You don't say. A bit. You don't say because your eyes are widening with each and every word you say. Let's go back to the main idea. Yeah, please, let's. Um, Is it crazy to think that one ethnicity or religion frequents a certain occupation? I can think of a bunch of 
tropes, I guess. But also, can't that be true? What, yeah, what, absolutely. If Jewish people got in, involved with Hollywood early on and then passed that on to their kids, as happens with occupations, mm-hmm. would it be crazy to think there's a bunch of Jewish people working in Hollywood? Is that bad to say? Not, I don't even not know. Not at all. And, I, and this is something I read in passing on Reddit, not a... Take this with a grain of salt. You're good. I think you're fine now. <laughs> but yeah, that that is what happened is back in the early days of cinema, and I am going to do a week in review on this, back in the early days of cinema, that particular art form was considered considered lowbrow. It was considered for the for the peasants, basically. Sure. So it was given to whoever would take it. And since they were a marginalized group, they were given, you know, with the scraps, basically. Of course. And so they invested their time, and as cinema evolved into what we have today, their culture, and that group specifically, blossomed with it. Now, why is it that that can't just be talked about openly? What you just gave was a cogent, uh, thought-provoking, interesting idea of how that could come to be. Why are we not allowed to talk about that? I mean, I I, I know we're kind of tiptoeing on the line here while not saying anything at all. I For sure. I think yeah. I think uh, the term Jew or anything related to it has become, in a certain way, taboo while also being the name of a people. Really? Like, it's just the name, like, just like you would say white or Caucasian or, or Jewish, and you say Jewish and everybody bottles up it's very it is interesting the way that we have been conditioned like pavlovian dogs now can i ask you and this is a real question and perhaps i'm doing this for shock value like the build up if i say with like convenience stores that indian people are more frequent to have that am i is that a hateful thing to say am i wrong have i been sold this information that's untrue as long as you don't state it as fact without knowing it's fact, but you can also I certainly state, know nothing. I my, think everybody knows that. My my observation is that that seems to be a a common thing. And and I'm not even saying that that is my observation. That's something like Apu from The Simpsons that has been fed to us. Sure. Uh, and I wonder if these things are true. I wonder. You know, I I won't keep listing them because it's probably problematic. But yeah, because I think all the good uh, examples have been taken, and now we're just going to devolve into the really ignorant ones. I'm going to look up <laughs> some of these. Just I, stay I, away from Urban Dictionary. You can't get your information from is there. Is it true that all South Africans are taxi drivers, Tyler? Yes or no? Tell me right now. What? <laughs> I'm starting that one. Start Rumors makes me happy we talk about the Depression Index. Every single one of them in no the yellow and black checkered what the depression index is, is a machine that I built you with saved it. a group of South Africans, and they were very nice. Wonderful drivers. <laughs> They're incredible. Always use their signal. We, we, we crank it up to let you know how down we are, Tyler. This is a little mental health part of our podcast. How you doing this week, player? You've already told us a little bit. I'm going through it, Ryan. Going through the ringer. Talk but, to me. But this is how it works. I just... Uh, I uh, continually ask whoever's listening uh, to help me, you know, bring up all this old trauma that I experienced early in life and I'm trying to release it. But in order to release the trauma that we have experienced, we have to, in a way, re-experience it. Of course. And it's scary as shit because to feel that feeling that we have been pushing down for years is a terrifying prospect. But that's not what I'm talking about today, Ryan. Okay. My theme for today, session 144, is boundaries, Ryan. Okay. Boundaries. When I say boundaries, what does that mean to you, Ryan? It's just something that people are often yelling at me as I'm doing (laughs) what I want. 
<laughs> I have a wow, pro- that ended in a dark way. I, uh, <laughs> I, I have trouble with boundaries, Tyler, because as as this show is proof of, I like to push said boundaries. That's my way of strengthening our bond, baby. I hit you because I love you, Tyler. There are ways to push boundaries while not being a creepo about it. No and deal. that and that handsome thing that you that you like to 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 mask your creepiness with uh-huh. is only gonna last for so long. Is a mask a mask if it's your real face, Tyler? <laughs> if it's so done. I'm planning <laughs> I'm planning a silver fox kind of situation, but nonetheless. So boundaries, Ryan. It's yes. it's I think one of the most powerful things, and I mean this sincerely, one of the most powerful things I ever learned in my life is the ability to say no just to say no without any uh, without any following information hey tyler do you want to go out or hang out tonight we're going to the movies and back in the day i would be so embarrassed to say no so i would like make up an excuse oh i can i got something going on just the ability to say no i'm i'm okay and that strengthens over time and when we get into the really serious stuff, when it comes to sexual boundaries, when it comes to emotional boundaries, the ability to say no and stand up for ourselves is so important and to do it in a healthy way. Sure. Because if you have arrived at a place where you're just screaming, go fuck yourself at somebody, right. that is not healthy. I, you know what I like to do is I just tell people yes for everything and then just don't show up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just totally let him down. And what I happened think to living in integrity, man? It's a good way to balance your life. You know what I mean? You make them happy, but then you make them sad. And then somewhere in the middle, we become friends. That's like one of the saddest things I've ever oh, heard. Worked on you. So, so you've, well, I was born into this family. <laughs> I don't have a choice. So healthy boundaries and not just healthy boundaries with others. More importantly, healthy boundaries with yourself. Love it. Very important. Ryan, this week I'm at a... Eight. Spent. Oh, One, shit. Tyler. Two, three, four, no. five, six, seven, eight. You don't have get, room for all that blood. Get Tyler. this thing away from me. Drippy, drip, 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 Tyler. Let's gay this up, man. Um, I'm going to talk this week on my depression index where we kind of just highlight where we are mentally with perceptions, Tyler. Perceptions. And I'm going to tell two quick little stories. They both are centered around me, Tyler, because that's the way that I like it. This week at work, I was joking around with somebody. Well, not really joking because there's a guy who works there listening to the show and he was in prison for a little while. He wouldn't mind me saying that. Okay. And with that being said, he just understands a way of life that I just don't. And the joke sure. was, sure. I would never want to fight that guy. Okay, never would. He just he just has a, 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 a an aggressiveness to him that I'll never know. Well, it, it is something to be said about somebody who is put in an environment over a prolonged period of time that where they need to have their guard up and for fear of violence. Evolution, at all times. evolution, man, <laughs> for sure, for sure. So, and here's my point, and this is going to be self-aggrandizing, but I, I'm going somewhere with it. I said to the person I was talking to, I would never fight that guy. Mm-hmm. It would never happen. Mm-hmm. And she said. Well, you're 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 a lot bigger than he is. I don't think it would whatever. Mm-mm. Now, now here's my point. I don't mean anything. I when I look at him and I look at me, I do not see myself that way. I I genuinely see a different person than who this woman sees. Sure. I also was joking with some other friends 
and, and uh, and this woman that I was talking to on a separate occasion is kind of a bitch to people in a fun way. I, I know that sounds crazy. We all know somebody like that. Yeah, They're just you, constantly giving you a hard time. You and put, she's very funny. You put some emphasis on bitch. Like, man, she's a bitch, but I love her. She. That's what we were talking about. <laughs> sure. I said to her, I think you and I are the same. We both give people a hard time, but it comes from a loving place. And her and the other person we were talking to said, you're not like that. You're nice, man. I don't see myself that way. Mm. Both in both of these circumstances, I genuinely do not perceive myself in the way that these people do physically, uh, uh, as a personality. And, and it's worth noticing that just all of these thoughts and all of these feelings that we have about ourselves, what you're going through right now, Tyler, it's very easy to think that what you're perceiving isn't real. It isn't true. Uh, we, we talked to Drusifer earlier and recorded it. We're playing it at the end of the show where, where this guy is so caught up in his own world that he doesn't see what's actually going on around him. I think we all deal with some smaller scale of that in our lives. What do you think about that? Definitely. Yeah. I, I mean, we talk all the time about how we perceive the world is is how we move through it, I guess, is the best way to say it. Whereas if you meet those people who are just always thinking something bad is going to happen to them, who always have their guard up and are just bitter, bad stuff seems to happen to sure. those people because sure. they're always predicting it. They're yeah. always setting that intention of something bad's going to happen. So you make it happen. That's the prism you see your world through. And and I just think that uh, speaking of boundaries, start, start knocking down these borders that you have with yourself and, and uh, let's just try to do our best to see ourselves as who we are. Let's be as nice to ourselves as we are to everybody else. So this week, I man, I got a lot going on. I am at a six this week. One, Whoa. two, three, four, five, six. Wow. I've never seen you be above a six, I don't think. I think six is your highest. Is I've never true? seen you. Yeah, you yeah. never go above six. Six. Six is basically a cry for help, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody call somebody. I am in the midst of uh I, I I would say some of my worst case scenario, just for my mm. personality, mm. and you you know what I mean with that. Of sure. course, everybody's alive and healthy, so it's not that bad. Yeah, he's not he's not saying he's going to kill himself, ladies and gentlemen. No. He's not. No. So what I am saying is, is that I, I'm. This is the part where I learn how to deal with that too. You know mm. what I mean? Breathe through it. All right, Tyler, hit me with your segment, pal. Ryan. The biggest of oofs. I hate that. I know. It's disconcerting, I isn't really, it? I, I, we need to be done with that. The biggest of oofs from Elon Musk. I have never seen a person do a total 180 yeah. in terms of public perception faster than this man. Well, I mean, you got Michael Vick. You got There's there certain things, but I will tell you this. He did go from a folk hero to a punchline, seemingly. I guess what I should say, and you're right, the Michael Vick thing was pretty terrible. But I don't I know mean, why that popped. That was uh, yeah. a strange thing to pop into my but mind. But it's true. But but I would say, I would speak to the height that Elon Musk was at when he crashed down. He is infinitely times higher up than where Michael Vick was at that time. Well, tell everybody what it is you're talking about. Well, Elon Musk, if you don't at this point know who Elon Musk is, what are you doing? But he has since bought Twitter, overpaid by a lot, and has since, uh, it's been a little over a week now, and is just crashing it into the ground with one bad decision after another. Such as? Well, I'm sure you heard that when he first came in, he said, all right, we're getting rid of the verification check, and if you want a blue check mark next to your name, you pay $8. $8. $8. I'll pay $8. I get that. 
And that's what's great because a lot of people had that same thought. In one famous case, I don't know if you heard about this, where somebody went onto Twitter, paid the $8, and then created a fake account of Eli Lilly, a pharmaceutical company, and stated, guess what, everybody? Insulin is free now. (laughs) Eli Lilly lost billions of dollars in in their stock market uh, uh, capital because of that one fake tweet. That's incredible. Wow. We are living in Black Mirror, Tyler. 24 hours later, the $8 blue check mark taken off the board. Well, that's not, <laughs> I, I didn't have my chance to get mine. That's not fair. <laughs> I haven't even downloaded the app. And then how about the time when he sent out an email saying uh, certain sen- sentences like, we, we will need to be extremely hardcore going forward, whatever the fuck that means. Sure. And this will mean working long hours at high intensity. Only exceptional performance will constitute a passing grade. So he's basically telling everybody, you either take a three-month severance package and quit now, or you get on board with this new Twitter where we work you harder than you've ever worked before. Oh, and by the way, no more uh, remote working. You have to come into the office for 12 hours a day. 75% 75% of the workforce quit in one sure. day. And within a few days, excuse me. That's good for business, right? He, he has now gone full panic mode and is trying to get people to uh, bring in engineer friends who know how to code so he can hire them. That's crazy. It is. It has become a tire fire. A shit show. Um, and, and, and I, why, why has he gone full evil, you know, villain here? What, what do we know what happened? CTE? <laughs> Those playing days, they'll get you. Uh, money, sure. Like like more money than any human being is it? Because he is he's been rich for quite a while. And fame, but and fame for sure. Those and I've those seen things those, combined. And I've seen those pictures. He was, and I don't just throw this around. He was a nerd. He was absolutely. Yeah, he was absolutely. somebody who wasn't experiencing any of this. So it's like somebody who has no money winning the lottery. Perhaps this is just fried his circuits, you know? Definitely. And he, they, they've spoken to his brother. He and his brother started their first company together. That's what made them rich. Well, what made them rich is apartheid. If we're really going back, I think we should. We can review, I guess. Yeah. But his brother was the charismatic, the personable one. Blah blah blah. Musk was always the the. You know, behind he, the scenes, he he himself has stated he's a little on the spectrum, and so he has those those uh, social miscues. Sure. And now he's like one of the most famous people on the fucking planet. I like it. I mean, what do you like? It's like the Truman Show. Like uh, every tr- he didn't know that he was on a show. That's how it works. No, I meant he was on the spectrum in that movie. Doesn't that? <laughs> Don't you talk about Jim Carrey that right, way? I'm sorry about that. No, so yes, he has, and and. You and I, I mean, we say this all the time, but that kind of leads, that means we're talking about this all the time. Mm. I don't think that we dunk on people all the time, but this guy, he's just ripe for it. He's punching down. Yeah. That's the thing. It there, always, there is no up. He, he was, he, but he was the, the, I think I'm saying this word, right? The usurper, the usurper, 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 right? where he was coming for the top dogs. He was going to pull our society into the technological future. Right. And then he just became one of them. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah it's, and, and it's it genuinely sucks. He was somebody to rally around and cheer for, and and now money and fame has just corrupted another one. I uh, I, I feel like we could kind of sum it up by just saying, Elon Musk, you are our douche of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a great way to sum it up. Thank you, Ryan. There you go. And Tyler. that's this week's oof. 
All right, we got to get out of here. I mean, we've we've gone way long. Mm-hmm. Um, just very quickly, uh, we'll we'll just get a. Hmm. How about that? What's that? Let's see if this works. All right, Tyler, very quickly, I need you to get into this sub because we are going to Qatar, baby. Oh, boy. And just basically, we don't have time for this, Tyler. Mm-hmm. I, let's rush past the thousands of deaths of people who have been employed to, well, employed to build these arenas for Qatar, Tyler, mm-hmm. for the World Cup. Have you heard of it? I have. So we're just going to, Tyler, come on. We're just going to submarine on by the thousands of, of, of people who died. We are just swimming through it. Um, thousands of corpses. What is your thought on Qatar, which has become this world superpower, this country in the Middle East? I have that correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they have bought the rights because they're, they're just overflowing literally with oil and money. Mm-hmm. They bought the rights to this this, I mean, one of the biggest events on the planet, uh, as opposed to what I would assume next to the Olympics, right? Sure. Yeah. I, I wonder which was bigger. That's a good question. And they are deeply, deeply corrupt. Do I have that correct? Do you mean Cutter or FIFA? Yes. Because both ride. Yes. And in between 2010 and 2019, oh, excuse me, between 2011 and 2020, 15,799 people who were not born in Qatar died there. Now, mm. it's not just people working on the arenas, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, that's thousands and thousands of people. That's mm-hmm. incredible, man. Yeah, it uh it, it really is something to behold. It, it, the the problem is is that I'm caught in a really awkward place because FIFA is in a very bad position because Qatar has just Qatar, whatever, however you say it, they have just banned alcohol sales around stadiums. Sure. So now you're put in this place where Brazil tried to do the same thing during their last uh, World Cup and FIFA had them change the laws. Brazil changed their own laws to accommodate FIFA. That ain't flying this time around. No, they're not doing any of that stuff. So now the head of FIFA has just come out, I believe it was yesterday. Is that Sepp Blatter? No, not any longer. No, not any longer. But he was railing and did the uh, the Kyrie Irving move when asked, hey, wh- how do you feel about promoting this anti-Semitic stuff to your four million uh, followers? Mm-hmm. And he responded with, well, how about the millions of Africans that are floating in the water from slavery? Wow. He went... Well, how about the past 300,000 years of Europe? Can't we blame them for that? Don't know what you're doing, bro, but uh, <laughs> we're trying to talk about right now. What's happening right at this moment? Yeah. It, I, I'm just telling you. How do you argue with 300,000 years of history, Ryan? You don't. You pack <laughs> don't. it up and you go home. Uh, we need to pack it up and go home, but I, all I will say is it just feels like the corrupt. Did, did we just not know about corruption before, or is it is it building in, in speed? We're now... Money is more important than anything else. Has it always been that way? No, it's. I think it's speeding up and it's getting faster and faster because of the regulations that we had back in the day that, that kept these things from happening yeah. are no longer there and they are disappearing by the day. Wow. And so these things are going to speed up. And just like, every, you know, like any how any pendulum works, it's going to swing up one way and then it'll just swing back the other way 
Hopefully we're alive to see that, but who knows? Don't count on it, Tyler. Yeah, I'm not a billionaire and I don't have one of those safety bunkers. So I don't know. I played Fallout a bunch, so I think I got this. (laughs) Let's go to break. What's going on, everybody? Ryan Menendez here. Now, I know that you're such a fan of this podcast, you already know it, but part of this advertising is me explaining shit to you that you already know. Buckle up! So much of this podcast is based on me being a total kook. Now, a bunch of people have reached out to me, and they have let me know that they want to be a kook too. Now, this isn't something that you just stumble on. It doesn't happen by accident. you got to put in practice. 10,000 hours, am I right? So what you need to do is read the books that I read. Now, what we've done is we have signed up to work with Audible so you can read the books to become a kook like me. Thoseguysyouhate.com. Now, here's what Audible wants. They want for you to go over there and get a free book that I'm offering you so you can read, you can get on board, you could sink below the waters and end up in the same place that I am. And what they're hoping is, is that you'll get that free book, you'll sign up, and then you'll forget to unsign up, and then they can charge you at least once, okay? You know it, I know it, we all know it. Beat the system by breaking that contract before that happens, or stay with them and continue to learn and grow and flourish like a big boy. So if you go to thoseguysyouhate.com right now, all of my reading recommendations are there. You could sign up and get the book for free, and then you have 30 days to cancel your membership, and you don't get beat on the deal. You know you won't because you're lazy. That's why you haven't moved out of your parents' house. We love you. Thank you for supporting those guys you hate. And let's get back to the show. Those guys. All right, Tyler. I'm just going to throw this at you as we, we go for a little break. I know more about physics than Isaac Newton ever did. You hate. Uh, I'm going to say, no, you don't. Of course I do. No, you don't. He didn't even know what a freaking atom was, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. I went to school with an atom. What's an atom? Uh, an atom is just the, it's, uh, you know, like, <laughs> I don't have to prove myself to you. That's a weird, weird, surprising weird, weird example to go to. That's not, that's not how conversations work. It's not a test. This isn't tests, my Haitian. This is a conversation. You're being a dick. Those guys you hate. Red circle. And we are back, Tyler. And, and you know what else is back? A segment that you have not heard in a long time. It is... Google this. Ooh. Now, Tyler, do you recognize this person? That is either a ghost in the background of an old <laughs> grainy photo. Yes. Uh, or... Um, no, no, I was going to say he has the face of the tallest man to have ever lived. Oh, I but know I, who you're talking I about. I don't think that's him. H.P. Lovecraft, Tyler. Oh, okay. H.P. Lovecraft, right. uh, an American writer. Mm-hmm. Um, Quite the author. Yes, he's referenced all the time, a lot of sci-fi, all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. here's what I need you to Google, Tyler. That was him with his cat. Now, what is the name of H.P. Lovecraft's cat? Google this. And the answer is... The answer is the name of the cat seen to be a dark breed of ragdoll. Oh, I can't say that. (laughs) It's the N-word hyphen man. Yeah. With a hard R. Yeah. N-word man. I don't think the A had been invented yet. No, No, probably not. Has often been cited in discussions of Lovecraft's racial attitudes. And that is... Google this. Oh, look, fun fact. It said he Lovecraft gave him that name when he was about nine. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's a whole backstory to go into with H.P. Lovecraft. That's crazy. Now, listen, we pre-recorded the interview with Dr. Drew, so let's get right into your GBI to leave some space. All right. Oh, yeah, Ryan. Mm. You know what that means. Put on those spurs, get your assless chaps, and get ready for some news. Are there ass full chaps? When I get done with them, they will be. <laughs> you put the ass back on. <laughs> Ryan, let's go right into our good. Oh, God, you're so good. Mmm. Mm, so good. Mmm. So good <laughs> and tasty. I'm glad we waited. Is that David Hasselhoff <laughs> eating the cheeseburger on the floor? I have no okay, idea. That. I'm just we kidding. can review I'm it? just kidding. What a weird statement. Uh, Ryan, how do you feel about lab-grown meat? Uh, I, I'm i a bit weary of it. I, I haven't eaten all of that stuff yet. For sure. I, and I, too, when I hear lab-grown, like, we're already doing crazy shit to food. Sure. Why do you want to do more? And, and not just that. I mean, the outbreak of cancer and all of these things that all of a sudden seem to have exploded... I think food has a lot to do with that. Absolutely. Well, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, for the first time ever, has cleared a meat product grown from animal cells for human consumption. Wow. Yeah, it still needs to go through a check of the U.S. Department of Agriculture. They still need to put their stamp on it. But this could be the very first lab-grown meat that humans can buy at the market. And I am with you. I very much have my reservations about it. Much like any new type of surgery, I would rather a few generations Absolutely. happen before I dive right in. We've all seen early 80s breast implants. Oh, that is just yeah. not, I, and I don't want to call anybody out sure. by boob alone, but I'm just saying, sure. they but look like they're mad at each other. They're doing great things with fixing that up though. So sure. so for all the fellas out there, go fix them. Yep. Misogynistic, you, tri you tricked me into that, Tyler. <laughs> But that's the whole thing is I agree with you that I do find it kind of kind of weird. But right. at the same time, this could really alleviate hunger issues throughout the world. And that's what technology is. You go into unexplored territories and sometimes the idea is you don't know what the side effects are. But you're right. We're having trouble feeding the world. I think some of the chicken that I buy at the grocery store all the time is fake. Dead serious. It very well might be. Dead serious. But that's the whole thing. Would you rather risk getting cancer or guarantee starve to death? Uh, what kind of cancer, Tyler? I'll take the risk <laughs> over the guaranteed death. Well, that good ended on a low note. Yeah. Into our bed, Ryan. I, I, goods just don't sit well with me. You suck, you jackass. Ryan. Well, you kind of stepped on this one, but I'm going to say it anyway. Since 2010, when Qatar got the rights to FIFA now in 2022, in 2010... 6,500 migrant workers from India, Pakistan, Nepal, Bangladesh, and Sri Lanka have died. That means that from these five South Asian nations, 12 workers have died on average every week since 2010. That's, it, it's, it's hard to understand a world in which that that's possible. Like it, it is, I guess once you have that much money, Nobody can do anything to you. Is that where we are? Sure. And and when you're, I guess, that up high in society, so to speak, in, in Elysium, you look down on your own species as if you're not one of them anymore. Absolutely. You are you are other. You are different. You are above. You're not. <laughs> 
You're not. You're like the rest of us. And when we tear that pedestal down, you're going to fall so far. I don't know, Tyler. We have all bowed to the almighty dollar. I mean. Until it breaks. Okay. You can only bend until something breaks. And then once it breaks, it all comes tumbling down. I think it's interesting because we have definitely perpetuated this generation after generation. Would you like to go into our slightly better interesting? Let's do it. Ryan, yo. if I was to ask you, what's the price of a human life? Put a dollar amount on it. And not euros. You, we use American money here. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think different companies have actually had to do this, and they've actually come up with with a, with some numbers, depending upon the different company. But I don't know, Tyler. Take your Take your best guess, because I have a dollar amount here for you, according to one company, and I'm going to share it with you. Okay, that's what I was talking about. I don't know. 500 grand. $145,000, Ryan. Wow. An, an, almost a fifth of what you think it's worth. I have a cheap life. <laughs> we all do, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Because Caterpillar Inc., which creates uh, construction equipment. I'm familiar. Steven Dierkes, Dirk, sorry, dude. Nailed it. 39-year-old employee of Mapleton Foundry was on day nine of his new career when he fell into a vat of 2,000-degree molten iron. <laughs> that is a bad beat story, Tyler. Ask me if he's okay, Ryan. Is he good? He's dead, what? Ryan. That guy that I just what? mentioned fell into basically what is human-made lava? I, I would imagine that he's his, dead. his body like didn't even go into it. I would imagine it, like, it spontaneously combusted on the surface. Incinerated almost immediately. It's crazy, man. Very quick way to go. Yeah. So, uh, OSHA... OSHA, I believe they call it. OSHA, thank you. They have found that this company did not put for a very long time any protective guardrails along these molten pits and have deemed the death of this man a fine of $145,000, Ryan. That'll make sure they never do that again. I would like to know what factors went into that. Like, I want to hear equations. I don't know if Pythagoras was consulted. I think it's $145,000 per guardrail. All they have to do is put one up and they're good. Yeah, we're good. We're fine. That is pretty crazy. And what a, I mean, that, what a horrible way to go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's literally all I have. I don't have any silver lining. I don't have good news at the end of this. A man literally fell into lava. You know what? We can review. Their, uh, Chevy did that same thing where they where they balanced out this problem they were having with one of their cars. They balanced out, this is how much money we're going to have to pay to our victims' families that haven't happened yet. That's the cheaper route, yep. and that's the way that they went. So we're all doomed, Tyler. Money's good, right, Ryan? Sure, like money's sure, good. Sure, money's sure. A, money's a good thing. Buys the good stuff. And that Ryan is GBI. A depressing, depressing GBI. All right, Tyler, that is a great job out of you. Every two weeks, you you give us all the information that we need, but we're going to wander into a different news item with our one and only Dr. Jucifer. Yay! Who is going to teach us a little something something. So here we go. All right, guys, we are here with Dr. Drusifer back up for, I mean, for the first time in a long time. Welcome back, Dr. Drew. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Yay! Yay! Welcome back, my friend. And we're doing something kind of outside of my my comfort zone here with you. This is not about porn. Like, how how did we end up Nope. Here? It's yeah. not sex or drugs this time. <laughs> what the hell are you doing here, then? We're devolving. Yeah, I know, man. I'm trying to be the world's most mildly interesting man. 
Well, I will um, tell you, you're you. This is a great start for you because you brought this to my attention. Because very often you send me shit that you just find interesting, and this one caught my attention. Tell yeah. me what this is the trial of what is this gentleman's name? Daryl Brooks. Unless he objects to that, which we'll we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> I but. already hate him. He sounds like a dick. He's an objectionable <laughs> man, Tyler. Mm. Now, what is he yeah. famous for? Uh, so the Waukesha Christmas Parade last year, which was November 21st, 2021, he uh, drove through the parade. And he, I mean, he literally drove through the parade, hitting 35, 36 miles an hour. Uh, he killed six people and injured 67, 69 others. I think it was 69 of the end. Um, you know, and, and not just like he bumped them. He, he flat out ran these people down. And, and literally used his SUV as a bulldozer. And, and I'm asking a real question here. When you're driving through a group of people like that, it won't slow you down as long as you just floor it. Your car will just keep pushing, huh? Yeah. Uh, and, and there's all kinds of things that came up throughout the, the witness testimony about how he was swerving. And supposedly he was swerving to get out of the way of people. Kind of half truth. He was doing that so he'd be able to pick up more speed so right. he can just keep getting to the to the end of the road, you know, instead of hitting a block of more people that would slow him down. He would swerve around them and then just plow through the next smaller group of people. And do we know why he did it? Did he, did he ever say to preface this stuff? Um, he's a stubborn citizen. So I'm not even going to get into that because when you start getting into the sovereign citizen bullshit, it's, it's the same thing as entertaining the quote unquote facts of a flat earther. Like it just, it holds no grounds in reality. It's like, a rabbit it's hole. Right. It, it's what like the flat earth is to science as as uh, the sovereign citizenship is to our constitution. Sovereign yeah, citizen? It, like like I'm a king? You can't do anything against me? Yeah. I, I mean, I've, like I said, I've, I've barely entertained any of those ideas because it just mm. it, our, our constitution doesn't recognize it. They take bits and pieces out of the uh bits and pieces out of the constitution and, and try to frame it in a way that it's like, ha, I got you guys. Right. And it, it, <laughs> it holds no water at all. Right. It's like no court recognizes that stuff. And it, he tried this throughout the entire, the entire trial. Um, and I, I didn't really want to focus on that stuff all that much, but there's, uh, so one thing that was part of this was, his way of representing himself as a sovereign citizen, I guess the idea is that it detaches him from his government issued name. So there's one clip that I sent you. It's, um, I, I object to that. Uh, I can't remember the name of it now. Yeah, object to that. Part. I see it. I see it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So go ahead and play that clip. All right, sir. Mr. Brooks, do you have any questions for this witness? Yes, I do. And I object to being called that name for the record. Okay. Overturned. He did that through the entire trial. Mm. Every time his name was said. The entire time. So, Three weeks of this. So what is his name? What, what what does Darryl he Brooks. But what does it's he Darryl want Brooks. to what does he want to be called? Oh, he's he's supposedly representing Daryl Brooks as a third party whatever. I, I don't even like I said, it's something I, I haven't even gotten into, sure. but that's the general idea of it is that he is not Daryl Brooks, the government issued person. He is a third party representative of Daryl Brooks. Well, that's just representing yourself with extra steps. I like that. Exactly. <laughs> and so the day he he basically he had this whole um, he had two public defenders with him 
for I think nine months, 11 months leading up to the trial. They did a ton of work. He even recognized, yep, they stayed up many late nights and got this done for me. They weren't filing motions that he wanted to file because he's going off all this sovereign citizen bullshit. And they're like, no, we're lawyers. And this is what you do in real life when real life things right. happen. <laughs> he wasn't happy. So he fired them a week before the trial started. Oh, my God. Um, so is that a mistrial? Had to spend. No, that's what he was definitely going for that with his antics. And that's why. And the, I'll get into like the professionalism of the judge and the DA right. like, towards the end of this, because that was whole other thing in itself that's amazing but um so he fires them the judge spends an entire i believe it was two days going over what would happen to him if he represented himself and he basically ensured i think the the da said this at one point was like oh that don't need money don't need nothing mean nothing to me something like that like the judge is saying they have 66 years of legal expertise between them and you were you by yourself with no legal expertise yeah. and a grade 11 education level and, you know, he, he was just like, so he phrased everything in very specific ways. He would, the, the judge would have to ask him over and over again, you know, the same question, but he'd not answer it the way she needed him to answer it to move on. And he did it just to be a pain in the ass, but also thinking he's getting one over on them by his misuse of the constitution. Yeah. I, and, so, and, and this is, and he's sorry, just, uh, he's just obstinate. He's just putting up defenses to make this as hard as possible from the, from the little bit that I saw, that's what I took yeah. away from it. His interaction with Absolutely. the, with, with the judge. Right. The judge, he did with witnesses. He did it. I mean, he just, he constantly objected. He constantly disrupted the court nonstop. Well, um, Drew, would you, where, and forgive me, would yeah. you say, and I, I hate to, I hate to, I hate to play armchair psychologist, but that's exactly what we're going to do here. Would you say that he's yep. a textbook narcissist? Oh, dude. So this is specifically why I wanted to bring this up on the show um, and why I thought it was good for the show is because if you don't watch the pretrial footage and you only start watching from the trial, you see someone who blurs the lines of uh, a big personality disorder and straight up mental illness. Right. And his mental illness was brought into question by the public. His mother stated right at the pretrial that he was not fit and competent to stand for himself. Um, his mother and his grandmother also came in at the very end for the, the, the victim statement area, I guess not the victim statement, but his statements at the end of the very end of the sentencing. Um, and they tried to argue, um, mental health, you know, mental illness and all that stuff. The thing was going into this, he was examined by four forensic psychologists who all determined he is not mentally unfit. He is just basically a raging fucking asshole. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's, it's such extreme antisocial behavior that, like I said, it really blurs the line between, like, is this a, such a disorder where he's such a narcissist that he cannot actually see reality? The thing is, though, if you watch the pretrial footage, when they're going over the language and they go over all the rules of the court, you find really quickly that he can read. He's extremely competent. He's actually extremely intelligent. And, and it's one of those things where, like, People are going to say, how would you say this intelligent guy did this crazy thing? Well, Hitler was also a really fucking intelligent guy, but he did a lot of really bad shit. I, you know, that I, I think I think sometimes being intelligent can be a hindrance. I think sometimes sure. if you already have problems, being really, really smart is just gasoline on that fire. Absolutely. And that's the difference between a sociopath and a psychopath is that psychopaths don't know they're doing it. Sociopaths know they're being sociopaths. They're manipulating. So, yeah, yeah. I, I and, got that. 
So you can no, tell you this don't. guy. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. I got that. No, he does not, ladies and gentlemen. He was taking ownership, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Am I being the child here? <laughs> I don't know. I, I honestly wasn't even listening. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, his, like, dropping himself out of the um, – just detaching himself from this stuff. And that that's, so the next clip I'll have you play is, um, conscience is put some respect on it or who is you? Oh, put some respect on it. Go All for, right. Put some respect. On it. So it. This, is how, this is his behavior throughout the court. Pretty much every 20 minutes or so. Um, just go ahead and play it and we'll just let it play through. <laughs> All right. All right. Here we go. I'm not going to play order. this game with you, sir. It's not no game. It That's was, what you don't seem to understand. To I believe that fully. I don't care what you believe fully. All right. It's not a game. We. I don't take I this as a game. That's what. That's what nobody. That's what nobody. Again. You don't got to explain nothing to me. Do you want? That's what you don't understand. You think you that this is a whole game to me? Question? This is not a game to me, Your Honor. No, nothing about this is a joke. I never. That's what y'all don't understand. And it's unfair, it's unfair, and it's disrespectful to me that you think I would come in here purposely and treat this like a joke or a game. I never said it was a what joke. Type, what, type, what, type of, what type of statement is that? Mr. Your life is not on the line. Mine is. And you think that I think this is funny? I don't think it's funny whatsoever. So I, so I think, Your Honor, with all due respect, I think you so should show some respect. So we're going to take a five-minute break. Well, can I say, before you bite into that, that, yeah. that was the clip of what you sent me. That was the one that stuck out to me. Now, what I know of courts, what I know of all of that stuff, you can be in contempt of court based off of, you know, looking in the wrong direction. Now, what stood out to me, and I asked Drew about this, was mm -hmm. why would she accept that? It makes her sound weak. It makes her sound unlike any judge that I've ever experienced in my life. Do you mm -hmm. remember what you said to me? Because I thought it was very interesting. Yeah, so this is where it starts getting into the professionalism of the both the judge and the DA. So they did not want the, any chance of this going to a mistrial. Now, I don't know the actual aspects of what holding him in contempt would bring that to be a mistrial, but the possibility was brought up in that. So she worked very hard, and they were smart. They knew right from those pretrial proceedings what he was going to start doing. So there's, she found this uh, case law. It was Illinois versus Allen where basically they had the same kind of thing going on. Um, a guy was so destructive in court, they removed his right to actually be inside of the proceedings, but you can be outside the room. So what she ended up doing was throwing him out of, of the courtroom they were in, putting him in an empty courtroom next door where he had all the audio and video he can hear, and she could hit a mute button. And that's how she got around holding him in, in contempt of court. Which was beautiful because I, I it that. eliminated any chance of him coming back and saying, oh, no, they held me in contempt. They were against me. You know, whatever. They just they totally got that out of the way. That's pretty good. Um, and, and that's what stuck out to me is they're bending over backwards to not give this guy any sort of loophole of, hey, they 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 quieted me. They didn't let me speak for mm -hmm. myself. And that that's a great point. It, that takes that weakness and turns it into kind of a strength there. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's got to yep. be hard to bite and your even, tongue. One of the victim's statements, um, he came up and he said, Judge, I want to apologize because I was initially very angry. I didn't understand why you were letting these antics continue, why the, the DA wasn't objecting to certain things. But I guess the DA's team, like the witness, um, they have like a team that helps the witnesses and kind of 
talk them through things so they understand what's going on. Um, they explained it to him, and he goes, the more I understood it and the more the trial went on, I, I thank you for your service. And for sure. I got to tell you, dude, I, you know, I, I've told you, I mean, I'm, I'm not like a total conspiracy guy, but I've got my, my, my some, a lot of issues with our legal system. I think everyone in our country has got some issues with our legal system. This trial restored a lot of my faith because knowing there are people like that judge and that DA, I was seriously choked up like more than one time. And it was just because it was like, these people are dedicated to this and, and not just dedicated to, to making sure they, they get known as being the, the person who goes by the book, but making sure that that community that got, I mean, that community got devastated. There were thousands of people at that parade. So them holding on to that strong to make sure that their community was, was felt justified in the end result of that was, was really, really endearing. Well, can and, I, uh, can, can we also just, uh, before we move on from this sound, can we also acknowledge the, the, a uh, poster child for deflection the where it's like sir you murdered six people how dare you treat me like this right, how exactly. dare you act like yeah. i think this is a game and, and it's like sir you killed people well and <laughs> and i think it's worth pointing out by letting him go by letting him be himself you could just say, hey, I'm not getting, look at this. This exhibit yep. A, the way that you act every fucking day. Ladies brother. and gentlemen, do you want this on the street? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Here's, here's the thing. So this sets up the last clip perfectly. So just go ahead and play it with those thoughts in your mind. I'm happy to say that my conscience is clear. Oh. And because I believe I trust him with my life. Nobody will never know why it was his will for this to happen. A lot of lives were changed that day, mine included. <coughs> God's way is not our own. And no matter how much sometimes we want to question, we have to have faith. I, I think that guy and I subscribe to different gods. <laughs> Those are two yeah, different gods. Yeah. So this was a highly religious area. I gathered that by watching the witness statements. Uh, I'm guessing it's a very heavily Christian area. Um, and where is it again? And, Forgive me. Uh, it was in Wisconsin or Milwaukee, I believe. Okay. Milwaukee. Sure. So there were the witness statements. And it's a prime example of how religion is used against people and for people because he used it the entire time. He was bringing up God. He brought a Bible into the courtroom every single day and he'd be reading it. Um, during bastard. the witness statements, the, the, or the victim statements, he's reading the Bible while listening to them, rolling his eyes at what the victims are saying. These yeah. are like little kids that he hit. Ugh. These are like guys who lost their kids and he's rolling their eyes. So I'm glad they had a monitor on him. So when the witnesses or the victims were getting ready to come out and talk, they saw him doing that. And there's, I, I implore you guys to go watch the victim statement. Some of them are going to, you know, they're going to tear your heart strings. I don't obviously. know about all that, buddy. I got enough sadness in my but, life, man. I, I, how about I just no, go listen to 911 calls instead? Will that appease you? <laughs> I'll send you guys a clip of the guys going off on him because it makes you feel like, fuck yes. Yeah. Someone is, you know, they're, I mean, and they're, I guess the court at this point is we're going to let you guys curse a little bit right now. It's, it's, it's warranted. Sure. So okay. I, I could listen to that. that. Went off. Yeah. It's, it's, it, you feel like, fuck yeah, they're getting one in. Like yeah. the stuff you wanted to say to him the whole trial, we're getting in there. I, I feel like uh, this has just been a 20 minute interview to bring back corporal punishment. Absolutely. Dude, a, a ruler <laughs> across the knuckles. This kid would have been fine. I think, you know, and, and that's the thing I'm like, I, cause I, I think the whole, the hypocrisy of we kill people to show people that killing people is wrong is, is really hip, hypocritic. I guess it's, it's really, sure. you know, it's like the oath, but, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, like sorry. <laughs> um, but when you delay. have a clear cut case like this, you got like a, they got him on video running people down. Yeah, oh. and that was one of the clips. I wish I I, I should have sent that one. But he oh, goes no. in and he says, like video of people dying. No, not not the video oh. clips. Of that oh. I mean, you, they didn't even show that stuff. No, oh. Uh, oh. I mean the audio. His closing statement was basically him saying, "I'm not going to argue facts here. I'm not here to argue facts and tell you this or that." And it's like the facts were they had you on fucking camera running people down, clearly showing your face. You could do anything with Photoshop these days. I think that's fair, right? But, and that's also oh, literally yeah. what a trial is for. We are here to argue facts. That is the point exactly. of this. Now, maybe exactly. in your America, <laughs> not in my America. Yep. Stop um, dividing us, Ryan. Absolutely mind blowing how he could detach himself that far. And it's like, you, you really wonder is, can someone be, that narcissistic or that much of an asshole where they're no longer participating in reality to the point that it is a mental illness or to the point they actually aren't able to represent themselves in the court of law. And it's like, man, I don't know. Cause how far can you go with that stuff? You know, how far are you going to excuse certain behaviors to, to allow for something like that to go through? And I'm glad in this case they didn't, cause this guy clearly does not need to be in public and, and the judge did the right thing. The whole book got thrown at him. They went and picked it up off the floor and then beat the shit out of him with the book after. So, so, so what? He's, uh, so he's been sentenced. Yeah, he's been sentenced. He's he's never going to see the, the, the day of light again. It's he's going to serve six consecutive life sentences, oh. followed by uh, seven hundred and thirty-five years for the additional. Uh, I think there is a total of seventy-seven offenses. I think wow. that are charges that he was brought with, um, and then they also have an enhancer because of the use of a deadly weapon. Um, which is the the truck. Yeah. So he got over a thousand years after the six consecutive life sentences. Can we find some middle ground? I say we check back up on him in five hundred years and see if he's learned his lesson. Not enough. Yeah, Not enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I I love that there is a happy ending to this, man. That is awesome. And your passion for it is evident, and that's why I wanted to have you on, man. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us, Dr. Drusifer. Who knew it wasn't just about dildos, huh? No, not this time. Yeah. And I held off the cold morning. I didn't want to I didn't want to miss a phone call or have lubel over my hand, so it's flesh time. Well, one of those is okay. <laughs> it's flesh time, this guy said. Well, <laughs> you know what, buddy? You've, <laughs> you've earned it. Uh, crack open a cold one for us, and oh. we will be talking to you soon. It's flesh love time. You guys. Love, love you, buddy. Love you. A, a little less, but we love you, yeah, brother. Yeah, you gross fuck. <laughs> Talk to you soon, Jusifer. Bye. Now, I do have to, I do have to push back on your... At least this time to say push. At least this has a happy ending. At least justice was served. I'm not entirely sure this is a happy ending. Everything's fine now. (laughs) What's the problem? What? What? Like what more do you want? Not for there to be dead people. Close the loop. I mean, I guess we did. Close the loop. But over corpses. I I still never found out what why he did it. What happened? He just he's just a psychopath and just wanted to hurt people. He said it in that clip. You guys will never understand. Sometimes God. Needs blood, That's Tyler. That's not a reason. And, well, you've obviously <laughs> never read the Old Testament, Tyler. No. That's when God was Zeus. No. Um, so I don't know if that's true. Chronologically, I believe that lines up. I I would tell you, um, I, 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 
I, I guess the delineating this word is getting cut down to micrograms, but I think he's just not well. I think what's insane, sure. what's if you're doing that and you think that your God, far be it for me to stop anybody's religious beliefs, if you think your God is telling you to do that, let's say that's insane. Let's call that insane. If you're killing 70 people, that's not right. There's something wrong here. Yeah, absolutely. They, they, uh, it, it, the, the fact of the matter is, is that conversation, it doesn't matter anymore simply because you have now proven to all of us that you cannot be trusted with your freedom. You are a danger to society regardless of- Who cares of, the label? Who cares what the reasoning? Yep. You have to be taken out of society. I agree. One million. All right, Tyler. Great job this week. And uh, go ahead and tell the people how they can get in touch with us as you always do. Please go to thoseguysyouhate.com and click on the subscription links. We need the numbers. We we will, we will, well, not we, Ryan will do some dirty stuff to you for those subscriptions. Some oh, dirty stuff. Whatever you want. No questions asked. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't even have to subscribe. Fantastic job, Tyler. <laughs> what is the moral of the story? Ryan, the moral of the story is it's seemingly becoming clear. I don't know if it's because I'm aging or as you asked, if it's just becoming more the norm, that money seems to be more important than human lives. Absolutely. And that makes me sad. Yep. But it also makes me think that we should do our best in our day-to-day -day lives to be kind to one another because we're all getting shit on, Ryan. Yep. We're all in this poop shower together, so we might as well put our arms around each other and try to block each other from this poop-riddled mess as as buddha once said life's a bitch and then you die you know what i mean that's why we get high here here brother yeah. ryan what's the moral of the story the moral of the story is let's be reasonable with how many items we're bringing into the self-checkout you're let's, still doing this huh? I tell her, I, still what, doing I, this. i'm asking for a little bit of morality in our society not doing more of the story right let's take care <laughs> of the people behind us let's not be scanning and looking for the number for apples let's just all try to do our part to make things a little bit better for the other people around us we are those guys you hate be kind or we'll kill you. Red circle. You reminded me when you said first things first. Are you ready? Ready, ready, ready! Go, go, go! I understand the wanting to get hyped up before we begin the show, but do you need to pucker my butthole every <laughs> single time we're about to do an episode? Tyler, is this Sparta or is this not Sparta? <laughs> this I is don't... not Sparta, oh, Ryan. Oh. I keep telling you, you won't listen oh, to me. Look at these fine leathers. <laughs> this must be Corinthia. Beautiful. Forgive me. I started with the wrong tone. Hi, Tyler. How are you, buddy? If this isn't Sparta, then why is there this <laughs> giant hole that I can kick people Boy, into? I have been kicking people in this hole, and I am feeling sheepish. I'm on the lamb. Tyler, uh, what... <laughs> That's, now that's a joke for all ages. Speaking of setting the tone, 
Um, how are you, Tyler? Um, I, I'm good in that I feel, uh, I feel like shit. Oh, but, <laughs> wait, but show name. <laughs> I'm good in I feel like shit. That's how I'm good. But but I know that this is all f- a- as a growing experience. It only gets worse. And Tyler. the more pain I'm in, the more I'm growing. So uh, so it's actually a, a a positive. A metaphor for you, Tyler. You're the person being kicked. The hole is life. And as you. <laughs> fall and scrape the sides which then shoots you to the other side of life that hurts like a motherfucker there is no bottom there is no bottom only death i was gonna say that releases you into another hole i assume what's waiting for me at the bottom a different (laughs) hole well then you're just in a tunnel ah welcome to a self-help podcast called those guys you hate tyler is weed still illegal is it it's one of those gray areas just where it depends on where you live so, so if you're in like Louisiana, I'm sure it's very illegal. Really? But if you're in California, hell no, man. Smoke that shit. I feel like eating crawdads is worth, worse for your health than... I'm going to try that again. Mm-hmm. We're not mm-hmm. editing mm-hmm. that out. It's no. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is... And it's such a golden joke. You have to say it. <laughs> what are we talking about? By the I don't way, know. Something about crawdads. It's just, <laughs> it's just uh, all of a sudden now, we're living in a world that I didn't think would ever exist, where you can just uh, walk down the streets and buy marijuana. What's your take on that? It's it's decriminalized. Is that the right way to say it? What what happened? Well, in many states, it, it's this is where we get into this. States should have their own rights, but but then there's the federal level of things because it seems to me that like when states, uh, the people screaming for states' rights, states' rights, states' rights, when they do stuff like decriminalize or legalize weed, then it's like, whoa, 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 not like that. Chill, bro. So it's on a state-by-state basis and still illegal on the federal level. However, I just read that um, a bill just passed Biden's desk that he signed either today or yesterday that is now federally allowing, on the federal level, allowing um, research into marijuana and its properties. Isn't that crazy that for all of this time, no research has been done on that, has been done on hallucinogens, has been done on things that perhaps could have real therapeutic and actual health purposes, mm-hmm. and and, uh, and we just halted because of what, Tyler? Who did it? Point at them. Was it Reefer Madness? It was Reefer Madness. It was, God, I wish I could remember his name back in the 20s, that 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 bigot, oh, that, yeah. that terrible person. Yeah, I recall. Yeah, and, it, and we're, we live in a... a of puritanical society. That is where our, this country's beginnings, the roots were. Right. And so we're still dealing with so much of that, even to this day. But also, so our roots are a puritanical tight, you know, real, real tight butthole group. Do I have that right? In a weird way? Yes. But also slavery and killing people and, 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 you know, getting rid of indigenous people, all that cool? Oh, yeah, yeah. Blood and gore, murder, violence, war. Absolutely. We are a gun-toting country. We will murder you for those rights, but don't show me a boob. Yes. (laughs) You just described television, Tyler. (laughs) Do you remember when Janet Jackson exposed her? We don't talk about that. (laughs) You know, it's interesting you said that. I think that I ran across something. This is the part of the show where I think I recall something from my... Drug-addled brain. And I normally have to just uh, talk Ryan down off a ledge. Too late. I'm already up here, Tyler. I'm going to give this a go. Um, That Janet Jackson having her boob exposed on the Super Bowl was one of the two components that caused YouTube to come about. People wanting to see that. And the other one was something totally different, and I can't remember what it was. I mean, very interesting week in review. 
Yes. I actually have the fact in my files, but I won't look it up now. Okay. I was going to say, I wouldn't even know what to type into Google. Okay. How about this? Okay. Nike. Okay. Heard of them. You have heard of it? I have. The God of Flight? Go on. Sure. Nike has the branding, Tyler. Big deal. It's a big deal. Companies... Big deal. Have you noticed? To be in your face constantly with an ad requires a shitload of money. That's why politics is all about money and who gets elected because it just can you splash your face everywhere. What they need to do is like Nike, you get people to pay for the shirts and become your billboard on their dime. That's the way to do it. Now, Nike has the swoosh. Do you know the thing that they stole from Newport? Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I know what the swoosh do is. Do I have that right? I don't know. You're, you're making some pretty egregious <laughs> claims right now. Did they steal that from that cigarette company? <laughs> I, I have to look into that. And they also have just do it. Yeah. Have you heard of that? I have. Just do it. It's simple to the point. Even I could follow it. Sure. Now, here's the thing. You got the swoosh, just as recognizable as as Darth Vader. You got just do it. They got two of those. We have zero of those. Mm. Not fair. I'm calling it. uh, I'm, I'm calling it. That's not fair, Nike. We should get one of those, you and I. So because they stole just do it. They didn't steal it. I mean, I'm sure some marketing, somebody's paid the big bucks to come up with just do it, yeah. period. Yeah. Um, I'll take just do it. I'd prefer the swoosh. Those guys, you hate swoosh, but you can't Well, have they stole the swoosh. From? You said that. You oh, said oh, that they stole the swoosh. I forgot my you gotta own You got to keep bit. up with your own claims, buddy. I, I forgot buddy. my own, Tyler. I am filing so <laughs> many legal precedents here. You yeah. say filing. I'm picturing you just throwing them up in the air. <laughs> Bird law. And finally, Tyler, running amok. Have you ever heard of that? I have heard running amok. It's like when somebody's going crazy. Sure. It is medically recognized mental condition. An old one, but at one point, running amok was an actual... Really? Yes. Yes. And I think we need to bring that back. I was going to say, I find that way way too interesting. That is very interesting. I I looked it up and there's reams and reams of information on it, but you're going to have to do that on your own, Tyler. I like just looking up little bits of stuff and then I don't do any follow-up. What do you think about that? I think that we're 144 episodes into the show and I've I've met you before. Sure. (laughs) It's like when you're on like a movie set and there's like a a cutout of a bank. Don't go in there and try to (laughs) to put your money in and out of an account. There's nothing here. I don't have any I don't have any personnel. I can't help you. I gotta tell you, that was one of the most arbitrary examples I've ever heard, and I'm here for it. I loved it. Do you know what I'm talking about? I loved it. Yeah, sure. And there's like a cardboard cutout of a person. Right. And you're trying to talk to them. I'm here for a withdrawal. (laughs) This guy's deaf. (laughs) Let's do it.